the word I bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. You got no time to joke and play, cause knowledge reigns supreme. While others play that game for fame, their concepts bring you stress and strain. But blessed are those that know my name, is knowledge reigns supreme. Peace, welcome to Knowledge Reigns Supreme. I'm one of the hosts, Dr. Black, my main man, War. Peace, it's good. Yes, once again, backed by popular demand, we got our brother, brother Eugene X. Our brother was, you know, he was kind enough to give us a part two to his interview because so many of the members of Knowledge Reign Supreme and the others that follow us on the podcast were requesting a brother come back and read some excerpts from his book and give us some more of a breakdown on, you know, his literature. And so, you know, it's good to have the brother back today, Brother Gene. What's going on, Brother Peace? Peace, King. Peace. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm good. I'm holding it down. How you feeling? I see you sharp as a dart. Yeah, of course. Already know what it is, son. Representing. Yeah. Yeah, I see actually, you, big bro. Yes, sir. They was doing a lot of graduations today here in the city. So um, afterwards, I'm going to attend a party with someone or well, just kind of like show up my face, you know. So I always want to come trying to represent, you know. No doubt, no doubt. You're going to drop some wisdom? Or you just oh, want to show some love? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, dropping that wisdom is always the order of the day. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. So, yes, yeah, sir. you know, we're glad to have you back, brother. You know, we want to know what you got in store for us today. Wow, man, you know, I I was just uh, not long ago kind of briefly speaking with a brother uh, in the clubhouse room, right? And um, he kind of asked me, you know, how my day was going and everything. And um, as I told him, you know, every day is, is different. Um, but when it comes to, you know, focusing uh, my passion, which is, is sharing what I've learned with people, my energy level always goes up a little bit. Of you know, course, so of course. It, man, uh, I'm just willing to spill out whatever the uh, spirit, if I can use that term, um, you know, uh, touches me or fills me, man. Whatever comes off the dome, you know, I'm ready to build, man. Let's see what's going yeah. on. But definitely okay. get to the books, you know, um, read some more. I had a great feedback, man, on IG. You know, a lot of people hit me up and they wanted to know uh, more about it. <clears throat> you know, um, elaborate more. And um, and I was surprised, to be honest with you, bro. But like, I was surprised. You know, I didn't um, expect- uh, brother, you know you, got, you know you got a lot of wisdom to give, brother. I, you know, that I wasn't surprised at all. As a matter of fact, you know, I knew that we didn't have enough books and that's one of the things I want to let everybody know. Thank you for coming out, you know, and supporting the brother and all his books. You know, um, all the listeners, they bought every single book out. But you can still order the book on knowledgereignsupreme.online. You know, we got another shipment of books coming in. You know, all three of the books. I, you know, I want to talk about, you know, Nation Within the Nation, because that was the last book that you were reading from. And that's the one that we pretty much got a, a big, uh, a lot of questions and people wanting you to read from that book some more. You know, so, you know, that tells me that that and that was the, the last book that you wrote. Right. That's the last book that you wrote, right? So that basically was a culmination of everything that you've been, you know, all the knowledge and wisdom that you've come into contact with. And, you know, you, you try to look like sum it up and you, and, you know, nation with the nation, that's my language. 
You know, I like that language. That's nation with a nation. So let's get into that book, brother. What you got for us in that book? For those of um, you who are now joining into the podcast, um, or those of you who uh, were on the previous podcast, um, I mentioned this book <clears throat> and that this book was my heart. You know, um, this book deals with a lot of religion. You know, uh, today, um, a lot of people who's coming into a new awakening, they want to move past religion. You know, they don't want to uh, specifically say what, who's right, who's wrong. And I can understand that because <clears throat> in my perspective, they all, Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, I mean, all of it has some validity and some substance, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> I think what we should develop with respects to religion, I think we should develop the mind of the bee. How the bee goes from one flower to the next flower, to the next flower, to the next flower, and it strikes pollen, you know, from all these different uh, uh, um, plants and vegetables and so forth and so on, all of the trees, how it utilizes all of these things to make honey. And that to me, man, how I look at religion. And so that's why a lot of people, when they go to my IG, they'll see Clarence 13X, which is the founder of the 5% of they'll see um, the Nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, Marcus Garvey, <clears throat> Dr. Francis Quest Weston, so forth and so on. So, but this particular book, <clears throat> brother, it's been my heart because it's been my foundation. Um, this book deals a lot with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And, um, you know, uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who I, man, I, I strive to live according to those standards that they advocate, teach. Right. But I'm so far away, man. <laughs> I'm so far away, big brother. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the path. I'm on that yellow big road, you know. But this what particular counts, brother, yeah, this particular book has been my heart. It deals with a lot of religious um, 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 aspects. But yeah, the nation within the nation is good. Um, I would like to do a maybe introduction, maybe to it. You know, um, read okay. a full right quick to give everybody a general consensus. Yeah, please do. And a concept for what the book um, how it has within its structure. Um, I actually start off with the reading um, in this particular uh, the forward rather in this particular uh, aspect of the book. The forward <clears throat> I start off by reading the Holy Quran, a scripture from the Holy Quran, and the reason why I do that is because I want to build up a platform or kind of start building the foundation for what the entire aspects of the book has. All right. O messenger, deliver that which has been revealed to thee from thy Lord. And if thou do it not, thou hast not delivered his message. And Allah, God, will protect thee from men. Surely, Allah, God, guides not the disbelieving people. That's a translation from the Holy Quran, Surah 5, Ayat 67, and the Malena Muhammad's translation. Uh, a surah for everybody who haven't read the Quran, um, extend me the courtesy to bring to let you know what it is. The a surah is basically a chapter, like you have the Bible, 
um, where there is, uh, say, chapter Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, so forth and so on. Surahs are chapters. Ayats are the verses within those chapters. Like you may say, uh, John chapter 7, verse 17, we would say Surah 5, Ayat 67, you know. So, but anyway, that's the translation from the Holy Quran. I start off. And that basically says, O messenger, right? Deliver that which has been, been revealed unto thee. So that's how I'm looking at what has been revealed to me. I have to deliver what has been revealed unto me. So I decided to write a book, you know, with respects to that. That's right, um, bro. So up under that forward, I go on to say these words. Unveiling truth in this day and time is a consequence of the coming and the presence of God himself, who is uncovering truth in all existence, traced back to the beginning of time. You know, when we were growing up, Brother Black, we would always hear our grandparents and our four, four, forerunners say that the devil had a time period or evil had a time period. And that time period has usually, usually been associated with 6,000 years, right? And if we look today at which just we're dealing with religion. If we look today, let's go back, let's use the Bible because I'm, I wanna use the Bible because the majority of us as being African-American males, black, you know, whatever name that they've given us, descendants of, of the continent of Africa, <clears throat> Here in America, we have all been exposed in some shape, form, or fashion to Christianity. So that's why I like to use um, the Christian, Christian perspective. But not to got, digress from that point, if we look at what has been given to us growing up under Christianity, they have always associated a time period with the ending of this world and the coming in of a new world. And that time period has always been 6,000 years. Right. So dealing with Christianity, let's calculate from the time of Abraham, right? From Abraham to Jesus, I mean, from Abraham, excuse me, from Abraham to Moses is 2,000 years. From Moses to Yahshua or Jesus is another 2,000 years. From Jesus up until the year of what they call the Y2K or the year 2000 was another 2,000 years. So if you calculate from Abraham to Moses to, from Moses to Jesus four, from Jesus to today is six. Right. So that's 6,000 years. We should expect something going on. That's if the scripture, the scriptures are real and the prophecies are real. We should expect something going on in this time period, you know what I'm saying, um, <clears throat> which is gonna end the world, but coming into something new. And this is why we have on Clubhouse and other various uh, media platforms. This is why we have people coming in speaking, I'm God. Right. I travel through portals. There's aliens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is why we hear these conversations now because people's consciousness is being raised. There's a new coming of age right now, more so than any time in history. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna read on the go paragraph. Ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. You dropping gems. I mean, you're making it all oh, related. 
Okay, peace, peace, King. I love it, man. Like I said, this is the job, you know, to share with people that has been revealed to me, to share with people what has been taught to me. I'm, 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 I'm just the messenger. But anyway, <clears throat> hiding your truth or keeping back from the expounding of that truth when it comes is to keep people in disharmony and ignorance and away from the mission of service, which is the characteristics of higher spiritual consciousness and enlightenment. That was a quote from Mother Twanetta Muhammad, um, who was one of the wives of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Oh man, hey, Brother Black, as you know, you know, Sister Mother Twanetta Muhammad, brother, oh man, yeah. I used to read her article. Very powerful sister. Wow, man. You know, her article's unveiling the number 19. Sometimes I struggle to find the proper words for, 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 for the majesty of certain things. And when it comes to her, I have a very difficult time with my limited amount of education to properly do her justice. Right. But her articles, let me see. Her articles, brother, are extraordinary. They're magnificent. Um, her wisdom is unmatched. You know, I've never seen or met a woman, and I, of course, I haven't met her personally, but I'm talking about the meeting of the mind. Right. I've never met a woman of, of her caliber, man. I, yeah. I haven't. And that's just me. You know, I, I love her. But yeah, I read that, and that was taken from the uh, Final Call newspaper. So, sure. Uh -huh. Go ahead, brother. Go in. Go in. <laughs> you asked for it, man. Asked I, I, for now, it. Let me say something. At 9.40, you know, we're going to pause for questions because we know we got a lot of people that's going to ask some questions because we had a lot of feedback. Um, but, you know, I, I want you to go ahead and go a little bit deeper into it, you know, um, that way when, you know, we could digest some of it because it's a, it's very heavy. And just like you was talking with the sister, Tanetta Muhammad, you know, her, her wisdom's infinite. So, you know, when she speaks, just a few words has so much, you know, power to it, you know, so I, I know exactly what you mean, brother. So go ahead and go into it, brother. And, you know, we listening, we listening. Okay, super cool. Um, two things right before I go into it. Sometimes I can get overly excited, man, you know, but you put that juice in me, man. Um, you like that. You like that. Put in that the battery in your back. <laughs> put that battery in your back, brother. Yeah, you like that energizer bunny, man. <laughs> Some of the things you say, it just gets me going. First no, no, of all, two things, and I'll, and I'll read a little bit more and expound a little bit more. And the first thing is, um, Mother Twanetta Muhammad, I implore, I advocate, I champion for every woman and every man, anyone who's seeking knowledge. If you ever get hold to the final call newspaper, yeah, that's the newspaper where you see those brothers on the corner selling them the newspaper bean pies fruit so forth and so on that paper mm -hmm. that's the final call right if you never get your hands on that paper or see any of those brothers with those board ties man support them it's only going to cost you a few bucks and i guarantee you trust me if you do so take your time and read through that newspaper you're going to find something that's worth more than what you paid for it Right. I'm betting that. Right. It's a lot but, of good yeah. information in there. You're right. Correct. Correct. Um, 
But Mother Twenty of Muhammad's article is in there. Look for the unveiling of uh, nine, number nineteen. I think it should be found on page like twenty-seven or so. Um, check her out. Uh, the second thing is speaking on the aspect of Mother Twenty of Muhammad. That's something that I think that we all, as men or anybody that's striving for consciousness, that's one of the the prerequisites um, for being blessed to have your eyes open. You have to understand the importance of a woman. If any man, I wouldn't give a who you are, right? If you don't understand the importance of a woman, man, you ain't gonna never be able to raise in consciousness. More so, if we don't honor, as I know some of us have habits, because I'm not the perfect guy. You know, like I said before, in many times, you know, I'm a student, a striving student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if we had to be judged on that criteria of who's his best student, put me in the back of the line. I'm going to be the last one. <laughs> but with respects to that, um, we would never be able to rise no higher than our woman. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to that. put that out there. So I you said. Yeah, you're definitely something tough. You know what I mean? You pressure, as we said in the South, straight pressure. Okay, let's get into the book, big brother. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read a little bit from the introduction, and I want to put this out as a disclaimer and a warning. Some of the things that you may hear, you may not like. You know, some of the things you may read, you may not agree with, and that's super cool. That's super cool with all of us because... You know, that's what we need. There's a positive and negative force existing in the whole universe. Everything you touch, any science, mathematics you go to, there's going to be a right, wrong, positive, negative, up, down, round and roundabout. So with that understood and overstood, I ask that you just bear with me. You know, um, I'm still growing, you know. So here's the production. Yes, sir. <clears throat> introduction, which is found on actually first page. <laughs> the following commentaries are not intended to incite unnecessary hurt or to open old wounds. Neither is it to provide a smoke screen for past injustices. But let me be very clear. The message that I bring isn't for cowards. Neither is it for the weak of heart. And using the term cowards, I mean, to the fullest extent, Pharaoh's wizards. Yes, I'm talking about those misguided modern-day Black elders, mm. such as Sambo or Uncle Tom's, also known as Negro intellectuals. I'm not talking about those so-called smart Negroes who brag and boast about having their pastoral degrees or some other body of knowledge. Those who profess to have their MAs, MSs, MBAs, Masters, PhDs, or doctoral degrees. Those who profess to be educated Black people but are incapable of stimulating Black people. I will make no apologies to anyone who's more concerned with fending off attacks against the slave master's teachings of white Christianity or to those who are more focused on increasing their bottom line than seeking justice for Black men like Trayvon Martin, Eric Harris, Jordan Davis, Tamir Rice, Jordan Barker, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Eric Gardner, or Andrew Zolt, Joseph, just to name a few. 
The fact is, black people today are like sheep among raging wolves. And as it is to be expected of a wolf, they're all taking a bite at us. For more than 400 years, our pleas for freedom, justice, and equality have continued to fall on deaf ears. Never in the histories of human evils have so many of us for so long asked for justice so loud and have received so little. And yet, and simple, a simple and powerful truth is that the damage done by slavery, the indoctrination of Willie Lynch, segregation, Jim Crow laws, and the raping of our black women, the deliberate destruction of our black families, the assassination of our black leaders, mass lynchings, poor and inadequate health care, a shorter life expectancy rate, high incarceration rate, the plight of planet infectious diseases such as AIDS, and also I want to say COVID-19. Drug abuse, gang violence, unchecked police brutality, mob attacks, and and a corrupt justice system, and last but never least, a total disrespect for America's first Black president all plays a significant role in the problems Black people are now facing. That's an actual fact. One of the major country contributing factors in the lack of understanding Black suffering and its causes come from those who are titled our spiritual leaders. Yes, that's right. I said it. Our spiritual leaders are the one of the direct causes for our suffering. And that's a fact. Yes, the balance has failed in the lap of our imams, our ministers, our preachers, and those so-called Negro preachers. And while black people are constantly facing the threat of genocide, it, it is a modern day shame and outright disgrace to see our so-called spiritual leaders weeping, shouting, and having fits over the notion and the concept that God has gave his only begotten son, who is a white man with blonde hair, blue eyes, and over 2,000 years old to save black people from eternal hell and damnation. When in truth, it seems only logical that such a savior should be spending his time trying to save white people from going to hell for their 400 plus years of unrelenting mistreatment, slavery, and involuntary servitude forced upon black people. That's right. I said it, and I said it again. Hey, brother. Our you leaders know, I want to ask you a question real quick, brother. Yes, sir, big brother. Go ahead. Cut me off at you, any time. Listen, because you said something that, you know, a, a little bit ago that I think we need to talk about. Uh, yes, sir. The spiritual leaders. How did the how did this fall into the lap of the spiritual leaders? Excuse me. How did this how did this fall into the lap of the spiritual leaders? Oh man, well that's a powerful question. It's a great question. You know, I like to point people <clears throat> when I when I say something, I want to be able to provide people the same opportunity and avenue 
to maybe see what I see or see something different. I really like for them to see something different because, right, if they see something different from I do, I have an opportunity to learn more. So I'm going to start this answer off like this. There's a book by a dude by the name of Dr. Claude Anderson. It's called Dirty Little Secrets, book one and book two. I employ everyone to go read it. Within the context of that book, Dr. Claude Anderson highlights how Christian preachers became who they are today and the concept behind the whole Christian preacher thing, right? They're really agents of a indoctrination. They're really agents, unwillingly some, and some know better. But they're unwilling participants, in a sense, giving them the benefit of doubt. They're unwilling participants of a mindset and an indoctrination that had been given to them to propagate and to promote on our people. Let me try to make sense of this. And if you don't mind, let me be a little long-winded, bro. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I like to build a case, man. Go ahead. Um, let's, let's look at this. <clears throat> we know and understand that according to history, when we came here, we didn't speak English. As a matter of speaking, the English language only came about by a name, a guy by the name of Anglo-Saxon. And, and it's a wonder that why we call white people Anglo-Saxons because that's the guy who invented the English language, I think about 1382. That's how the English language, it's a bastard language. But anyway, not to digress from the point I'm trying to make. I like to throw out knowledge too. This, this um, language that we're speaking today, we didn't have this. So we had to be taught this language. Right. One of the tools that they gave us when they wanted to quote, free the slaves or tame the savages, it really came after a guy by the name of Nat Turner. Nat Turner <laughs> killed a lot of them. He was a Negro preacher. And when from the council that I read, when he found out the truth of the Bible, he went totally against them, started killing them. <laughs> you know, he was using that Bible to justify killing them too. But anyway, and this is not to pick on any Caucasian or non-melanated person. We're dealing with truth. We're dealing with actual fact. We're going to leave emotions out and we're not going to try to make truth look like the bad guy. Right. Those of you who are in the audience do we have a relationship with white people and feel that some of the things that may be said, it may hurt their feelings and not your feelings. So don't get your feelings tied up with their feelings. Okay. Mm. <laughs> no, and don't think for them, but truth has to be spoken today. Okay. When we came here, we didn't speak English. So when they gave us the Bible, right, they taught us the meaning of words. The, and, but, run, jump, scratch, that bow. And they gave us the, and the meaning, mental meaning behind the words that we, we learned to speak. Now, here's the thing. According to the Bible, the Bible teaches you to obey basically the laws of God, which is what? For number one, thou shalt not kill. For number two, thou should not commit adultery. Thou should not steal. You know, so forth and so on. These are the things that they taught. Well, during the time that they decided to 
teach us the Bible and teach us the understanding of it, what they would do is they would go out down in the field and they would get one from among us and bring him to, uh, to them, right? And they would sit him down and they would teach him. Once he got the message, they would send him back down there. If you look at the word teacher and preacher, what's the difference? T and P? So he would be the teacher, he would be the preacher, propagating their message, their ideology, their understanding. But some of the slaves like myself, you in war and a lot of other brothers, you know, there were some smart slaves back then. A lot of those slaves back then was like, hey, so you coming from up there to the master's house, and mind you, we had to have two different places. You didn't worship in the church with them. You had your own cottage down there in, in the bottom. So you had to worship down there while they worship with the big bell. So they would send him amongst them and teach them the philosophy, ideology, and concept, mental concept and construct of God and what God wants. That has been carried on even to today. And this is why the church is not effective today in this time. Because what they are teaching has ran its course. The time is up. This is why today the churches are on every corner. You can't go two, three blocks from one church to the next one, right? Or to the next corner and there's not a church. But the people's condition is a bearer of witness against what the people are teaching in the church. Because they really had the true knowledge of Jesus or Yahshua, you have see heaven on every corner in the hood. But you don't have the time is ran. But anyway, I get long winded. Let me get to this point, beloved, and I and I extend um, some answers that we can read. But when the, some of the slaves like you and I were down there, we were like, okay, look, you coming down here, you telling us, you know, thou should not kill. Well, you get it from him. Now, what about him killing my brother, and my uncle, and hanging him from the tree for weeks? What about him killing me for, you know, wanting to eat an extra piece of corn or? I didn't want to get up because I was feeling bad today. He beat me, right? You tell me that thou should not commit adultery, but every time you get drunk, you run your behind down here in the field and you take my 12-year-old daughter. That's history. I, Eugene didn't write this. Right. I'm only quoting it. I'm only speaking actual fact. So the, everything that they taught us to do was totally against... <clears throat> what they were doing. So right. that's he was like, man, whoa, <laughs> something, something ain't right here, right? But to answer your question, the ideology, philosophy, and everything else, our beliefs, beloved, has come from a, a mindset, right, that was totally geared against the laws of nature, the laws of righteousness, and the laws of God. It don't fit. And like uh, OJ Trout said, if it don't fit, then you must quit. <laughs> you did? So if we look at everything that they had taught us to do and not to do, they broke every law. So now to propagate an outdated version, right? It was given 6,000 rules. That's why it becomes successful. But today, conscious people are calling the idea, right? And perception that was given to us as, as I hate to use that word, let me find another one, as witchcraft. 
And that's what it was. It was a spell. You know, so today to propagate that brother, um, there's too much knowledge out here today to um, even call Jesus, Jesus today. You got to call him Yahshua if that's what you believe. Jay wasn't even invented. Just simple stuff like that. Right. You know, that leads you to the true understanding of why um, Christian preachers propagating what was given to us and passed down from lineage to lineage is detrimental to us and not um, uh, um, beneficial where it can raise our consciousness and deal with truth. I hate it to be so long-winded. No, no, you're good, brother. You're good. That was a, a good breakdown because you're speaking to reality. Because if, you know, these churches were doing, you know, the work of the real Jesus, then the people wouldn't be in the condition that they're in today. You see what I'm That's saying? Correct. You still see people, uh, you know, they're still hungry. They're still homeless. They're still without a job. You know, they still don't have anything to do. They're still on drugs. They're still killing each other. Children still uneducated. So the list goes on and on. And the churches are supposed to be an institution that's supposed to help uplift the community, a place the community can go. You know, not only they just go there and pray, but they go there and get some support. Because what else is the, the preacher supposed to do? He's not just supposed to stand up there and just give a sermon. He's supposed to help the people that's actually in the community. Brother, I want to go to the clubhouse real quick and let's get some questions from somebody in the audience. Um, are they ready over there? Uh, War. Yo, man. Uh, are they ready in clubhouse to uh, to ask the questions? Y'all ready in Go clubhouse? Got questions. Hi, this is a new. I was just gonna ask something. Hi. The agenda of the conditioning in this Western realm um, has been purposely taken an angle at devaluing the woman and her divine purpose. Meaning like by over-sexualizing and making it cool and taking that divine purpose and purposely devaluing her. Cool. <clears throat> I think I, heard, I was trying to put my iPod in, um, um, uh, God Queen. Um, so I, I heard a little bit of it. Um, if I don't answer it and what I think I understood you saying, please correct me. You know, <clears throat> There's a high high science. Am I echoing? Am I good? Yeah, you go, you go, you go. Okay, cool. Let me take this out because it's echoing in my, my ear now. Um, there's a high science to all of what we're experiencing. Um, there are people who are in the know that understands the human anatomy. They understand how people will respond to certain things put into their environment and propagated in the head. I don't, I don't know if you was in the group at the time. I think it was Brother Black who showed us the tape in the Discord. And that tape was the century of the self. Um, Brother Black, that was you posted that, right? You can find it on YouTube. It's called The Century of the Self. That might, well, have, been, that might have been war. Okay. It was a 150-year-old documentary. And if, if we don't have it, we need to share that in the Discord. I'm trying to get to a point, uh, Queen, 
Well, in this documentary, if you YouTube, it's called The Century of the Self. It's over 100, 150 years old. And it talks about a psychologist. This psychologist understood how the, he understood neuroscience from a psychological standpoint, if I, if I be, may be permitted to say that. So what he did was he crafted things within the society, right, that served as stimuli right, to get white women to smoke cigarettes. And corporations looked upon that and started using it, even up to that today, even to today, they're still using this method. They sophisticated it. They, they, they made it a little better from that time, how they can take certain things and put in the, the society and make people respond and act a certain way. So I said that to say this. People understand that it is only through the versatiles or the womb of a woman. And this is it's going back how valuable you are. There are scientists. There are people out here who understand things that me and you will probably never, ever be exposed to with respect to um, women. And uh, how can I put it? how valuable they are, their womb and their mind. If their mind and their womb is connected, that's how you give birth to gods. So if you get the mind, you get the womb or you get the booty, as they say. Because if you can have a righteous and pure state of mind, you can actually give birth to a god. So <clears throat> they put things out into our society, right, that degrades women. The more and more we degrade women, the more and more we kill our future. And this is why you have, and I'm not picking on anybody, this is my perspective. The Nicki Minaj's and the, what's the other chick name, the sister, Megan Thee Stallion and, and all of those people. Money, you know what I'm saying? They, they put that music out there because they are formulating, you understand, what the bad girl is. The bad girl that every man wants. And we, we gravitate towards that because, hey, we're natural men. We're going to love the big butt. We're going to love the, the breast. We're going to love the hair. We're going to love all of that. That's what attracted. The physical is the first law of nature. If you wanted to buy a pair of stilettos or high heels or tennis shoes, when you walk into the store, you're going to see the shelves of all of these shoes. You're going to look through them, and then you're going to see one. Oh, I like this one. I like the color, I like the size, I like the shape, I like the design. That's what attracted you to it. The first thing is physical. Now, once you buy the shoe, take it home, and you wear it for a, two, a day or two, you go to the club and the heel break, you're going to be like, oh, I don't like that shoe. You throw it away. But the first thing attracting you to it is the physical, and they know this. So when we see women with the big butts, we see women with the, with the titties and nice hair and everything, that's what we're attracted to. Not this. And that's where society has geared us to, to devalue the women. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad used an analogy on how valuable our women is. But society and science, scientists who actually study, this guy go and look at this tape, um, the century of the self, how they manipulate the human brain, how they use the science of neuroscience to get you to act in certain ways. The perception of sight Man is a powerful thing. You can be sitting, you can be hungry, and you sitting in front of the 
TV and you see a Big Mac come across the screen, then next thing you know, man, I want a Big Mac. The power of sight. <laughs> but um, all of this plays in the role, sister, um, of how women are being devalued because there are people purposely right wanting to stop the rise or the birth of a messiah the birth of a god but we can give birth or you can give birth to a god you understand and this is the start vibrating and rotating on a higher level of consciousness and knowledge i hope i wasn't too too long-winded forgive me did i answer your question yes 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 i'm so sorry sister Wade. thank you so very much i could hear you thank you tiffany tiffany how you doing i do want to say something to her publicly you know, um, sister, um, we really appreciate you. I appreciate you. You know, I'm always seeing your presence in the room. You know, um, man, you're a gem. You're a true gem. And um, I just want to thank you, man, for 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 your presence and everything that you contributed to. Yes, I do. So, Junior, got a question for you. Hey, uh, brother Eugene. Peace, God, King. All right. Um, during your time in the nation, are there any difficulties that you felt where there were certain types of people that were testing your character, testing your beliefs? Yes. And, you know, um, I think that's going to be, Brother Junior, I think that's going to be common like when anything that a person believes in, because that's exactly what it is. It's a belief. You know what I'm saying? And beliefs that can be challenged. You know, cases can be made against them. So I think, um, but to answer your question, yes, there's a lot of times, um, you know, people have challenged my belief. Um, at, at one point in time, I would always get emotional in my feelings, you know, and because what I felt, you know, uh, what I think is the truth, what I feel is the truth, I want to defend it. You know what I'm saying? And I want to argue it. And I get in my emotion when somebody, you know, takes that position or even say some things I can't even answer. You know, and then I, you know, I go berserk. But yes, there have been plenty of times people have challenged my belief. And, and but now the state of mind I'm in, I'm super cool with it because guess what? I'm hoping that they say something I can learn from. All right. Thank you, brother. So uh, I guess we'll go to a couple of questions here. If you want to get the books, um, there's three books that he has, uh, A Nation Within the Nation. He also has American Anger. That was another, that's another book that was sold out. And his other book is Inside Talks with the King, T.I., which is his personal experience with um, uh, T.I. And, you know, he broke down, you know, some knowledge and wisdom uh, that he had shared with that brother there. Let's talk about that book there for a second, brother. I know you spoke about what, you know, inspired you to write the book, you know, sharing those experiences. And you said that you had a chance to, you know, get to know him and, you know, you know, that his character, you know, that he's a stand-up dude. So let me say this, you know, with a lot of the hip-hop artists that you see today um, that the young people look up to, how do you feel they, they really relate to their community once they get that success? You know, a brother like T.I., you know, we see him out here in these streets, you know, he talks about uh, you know, social issues pertaining to the community. We also know that he had wrote that letter uh, to uh, that big insurance company that was around that seemed, that had a hand in slavery. And when you see brothers like that, you know, trying to reach the community and standing up for the community, well, how come you don't think we see more 
of that, you know, from these rappers. I, I, I think nowadays we see more of the negative aspect being portrayed. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of these rappers, they, they always they talk about when they're shooting each other, killing each other, you know, overdosing, you know, getting locked up. You know, we don't get, there's no shortage of stories for a rapper in the news with this stuff. So is it a disconnect somewhere with these rappers in the community once they get to a certain level of success? Do you believe they sign a deal with the devil once they get there? Yes, I know. My personal opinion. And let's deal with the yes first. A lot of people literally take signing a deal with the devil. It's like I'm going into an executive office and signing a contract. Right, and, and, and that is partially true, but it's still teetering on the on the yeah, I mean on the note. You know, um, the concept of me walking in and willingly agreeing with the understanding that if I get out and um, promote all kind of negative stuff and this and that, and I'm gonna burn it and turn to hell, or and but I live good on earth. That's the deal with the devil selling the soul. Um, you know, yes, in the aspect with respect to they're going to say, well, okay, we need you to just take off a little bit of more of your clothes or we need you to kind of like go toward that bang, bang, that gangster rap. You know, if you look at the movie um, Ice-T, I mean, Ice Cube and, and NWA and all of them, you see how they do, they portrayed this dude, Jerry Keller or Jerry Helena, whatever his name was. Mm -hmm. You see how he not only... Uh, was swindling Easy E, but he was adding fuel to the fire with respect to how they they promote they they're coming out with with the music, and then it went from him telling them you really don't need them, you know, and and bringing all that other foolish. That's the devil. That's signing the deal with the devil. Yes, okay. no. Uh, with the aspect is that um, I think more so that. Signing the deal with the devil, right, is on a higher esoteric spiritual level. Signing the deal with the devil is allowing your lower self, a lower nature, to take precedence. Right. right? The more we give into the lower nature, you're making deal with the devil. That lower self, that's the real enemy. It really ain't the white man that's behind the record label. You understand? It's you saying to yourself, I can get this money, I can do this, and I do this, but you rationalize. Every decision we make is a conscious one. You know, um, that's how I think that is no. Because really signing or making a deal with the devil is really you fighting against you. That's the real signing deal with the devil or selling your soul to your lower self. No doubt, no doubt. Bro. Yeah. Um, let's touch on American anger for a minute with uh, okay. Obama on the front. I hope I made sense. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Now, and you know, Obama, he was he was a, a, a president who had some significance in the history of the United States. Um, because a lot of you know black people got to see 
you know, a, a black man ascend to the presidency, something that many people thought they would never see in their lifetime, right? Correct. Now, when Obama got in office, a lot of people, you know, expected Obama to, I guess, perform magic for the black community. And so, as we were discussing earlier, where the a lot of the issues or problems that are going on in the in the black community, the churches that's right in their lap, you know, well, you know, a lot of these problems with that were going on during Obama's presidency that he couldn't address was basically the same thing. You know what I mean? He 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 had a position of power, but in those eight years, he managed to uh kind of be conservative with his power as it pertains to the black community. You know, he didn't do a lot of things that many people expected him to do, you know, as far as, let's just say economically, you know, there, there could have been a lot of things that he could have done to help, you know, the black community. Um, also socially, there could have been a lot of laws or that he could have acted on, especially with police brutality, the murdering of uh, young men by police, things of that nature, instead of acting on behalf of the black community, you've seen them kind of leaning towards the middle, trying to serve two gods. And we all know that you can't serve two gods because you're going to love one and you're going to hate the other. And so we didn't see a lot of change get done with Obama. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, me personally, you know, um, you know, Amer the American anger really has to be with not just the system, but even every person who has arised to, to president who had the responsibility of the country on his hands was, yes, he was the president for everybody. But we have to understand that this country has been serving one specific group of people for a very long time. You know what I mean? And so him getting to a position where he could help his people, if he's black and those were his people, and not being able to do it, I think that speaks to the power of the system and the right. lack of power and lack right. of power and a president. You know what I'm saying? That's but, right. Uh, could you speak on that? You know what, man? I, I, well, you, you dead on it. You are absolutely right. Here's my perspective. You know, I think first and foremost, it needs to be overstood that no matter who the president is, he's only going to serve four years or eight years. The system that he walks into is a system that's been there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You know, he is only a manager. You know, the real people behind the scenes who we call the shadow government or the hidden hand, the Illuminati, and all these other terms are the military industrial complex. <laughs> that's the real power you got generals who've been who have devoted their life I'm talking about four star, five star, three star generals who have the command of stealth bombs the command of satellite uh, 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 codes and, and, and command of people and army and these, that, that's the real power you know what I'm saying he's given some, the president but he's not privy to the internal secrets because the people who hold the secrets saying, hey, this is going to only be here for years. Why should we open the book to him? 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. They're going to always, this is why Bill Clinton was like, man, what was the guy? Rudy Hubbard was his name. The guy that Bill Clinton um, picked, oh, I think it was his chief of staff or something like that, that Clinton gave him um, two things to follow up once he became president. The first was to find out who killed John F. Kennedy and whether UFOs. This guy came back and quit within, I think it was like first year, if I'm not mistaken, and said, hey, I can't get nowhere. I'm running into a robot. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He quit on him. You know, that right there shows you that there's another power in. Um, now, we got but, an online question too. And once you get done, we got an online okay, cool. question. I'll sum this up. I think President Obama, because not just because he has that melon in his skin, I think he really truly wanted to honestly help both people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I think that he didn't have the power or really understood what he was getting himself into. That's why he went in with black hair and he came out with gray. They ran <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what talking. happens when you get in this game. I, well, think, uh, he, well, I, I think he had a good heart. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, War has an online question. What's the question? Okay. First things first, you're going to go to the sponsor, you know, copper care, face protection, you know what I'm saying? Copper infused face mask, you know what I'm saying? Dust proof, waterproof, you know. All right. Now, the question is online for, from Queen of Queens. Do you think the institutionalization of our kings starting a correctional system or way before we enter? All right. Let me repeat that one more time. Yeah, please do so. Do you think... The institutionalization of our kings starts in the correctional system or way before we enter the system. If you don't, I, I mean, let me see. Do I think that the institutionalization of our black men starts in the prison or way before they get to the prison? Right. She's right. And the reason why I say that is I'm going to give two examples right quick that came to my mind. You know, there's a Bible scripture that says, born into sin, shaped into iniquity. So if you're born into something, you're born into a system. That's institutionalizing based on a world who was given a wicked rulership for 6,000 years. They're institutionalized. And this is what makes that T.I. book, because I'm going to pull something out of that T.I. book. Right to answer a question, can I do that? Go ahead, brother. Do your thing. Okay, this is found on page. It's the, actually it's the introduction. Uh, it's uh, okay. This is um going to be found on page seventeen. I'm going to jump to answer your question, and the question is for those of who may just come in or didn't quite understand. She was asking me, does the institutionalizing of black men starts before they get to the physical incarceration? Am I right about that war? So, and I said, yes. Right. All right, so this is, I'm gonna jump in on page 17 of the introduction of uh, Inside Talks with the King to answer her question. And it's at the bottom half, for those of you who have already ordered the book, uh, who may have, I don't know if they got them yet or not, but 
when you do, if you're taking notes, go to page 17, the bottom part. This is where I'm going to read from. It says, um, what's more disheartening is that our young girls are growing up in a world that does not value their work. And in cases, and in cases where there is the absence of both parents, they are the grandmothers, the great stabilizers who are being left with the task of raising their grandchildren only to succumb to the harsh realities that they're outliving the very, very ones who were supposed to be burying them. In, today, in today's society, it is grandparents who are walking the aisles of churches with their hearts filled with grief and wiping away the tears. It's the grandparents who are burying their grandchildren in record numbers. And while, they're very, they, and while very little is being done to curb this trend, and to save the lives of our youth, guess what? No one seems to realize that it all starts in elementary school. That's right. I said it. And I'll say it again. It all starts with what is being fed to the minds of our children. It starts with what's called nursery rhymes. To prove this point, let's take a look at the classical example of this criminalizing process. And the point that I'm trying to prove with respect to asking a question that we're geared from babies coming into a world, born into sin, shaped into iniquity. It starts way before we actually get to the prison system. It starts in elementary school. Today, they've gone even more sophisticated with it. It's starting with the cell phone, the children having the cell phone and having access to knowledge, right? having access or being exposed to things only you and I once was exposed to, right? But it's, it's a process here. To prove this point, let's take a look at the classical example of this criminalizing process, which is found in the fictitious, fictitious nursery rhyme of Jack and the Beanstalk. The story of Jack and the Beanstalk is simple and rather easy to tell in a short, straightforward manner. Most did not think then, nor will we think now much of it because we were made not to think much of the story, Jack and the Beanstalk. But there's a criminalizing process in this story. But there will be some who will, okay, um, excuse me, I got to back up. Nor would, they, nor would they think much of it because they were made not to think much of it. And many have not long forgotten the story. But there would be some who would not think of it as a story of criminalization on a grandiose scale. Some people ain't going to look at it like that. This poverty-stricken fictional character, Jack, is depicted as disobeying his mother by purchasing magical beings. Disappointed in Jack, his mother pushes him, punishes him by restricting him, restricting him to his room and tossing the beans out of a kitchen window. Before I go any further with that, I'm going to just kind of bring people up to the point with this story. There was a story of a mother and a father, a mother and a child with no father. That was Jack and the Beanstalk. His mother sent him to the store to go and buy some bread, some flour, weed, or whatever else to come back home. On his way to the store, he met this guy on the side of the road who was selling magical beans. 
the guy sold him a story that the beans were magical, this and that. He gave Jack gave him the money. He took the beans, excited because of what the guy has told him. He ran home without going to the store because he gave the guy the money who sold him the magical beans on the way to the store. He runs home to his mother. Oh, mom, 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 look, I got some magical beans. This guy on the side of the road, he, you know, he sold me the magical beans. So his mom looks at him and disgusted, angry, slaps around across the head a couple of times. What get your, you know she what she said, and she was a black mom, you know, he probably, <laughs> and I'm telling you what, Jack went through that day. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so she, she sends Jack to the room. She takes the beans and throw them out the window. Boom, the beans go. Well, overnight, Jack gets up, happens to look out the window and see this big old beanstalk going into the sky. So that's the story. All right, this probably description. Um, the following morning, Jack awakens to find that the beans his mother tossed out had grown into a huge beanstalk. Curious and excited, he decides to climb the beanstalk, leaving home without his mother's permission. That's quote. I'm making points. Leaving home without his mother's permission. That's number one. All right. Of fixing this dude's mind. So he leaves home without his mother's permission. Once he reaches heaven, he finds a large castle, a sleeping giant, and a goose that lays golden eggs. While the giant is sleeping, Jack decides to steal the goose. In the process of him stealing the stealing property that didn't belong to him, he awakens the giant who then pursues him in an effort to retrieve his property from Jack. Fleeing the scene, Jack makes his way down to the beanstalk to the safety of his home. He then runs to, into his house and returns with the axe and chop down the beanstalk. This causes the giant to fall to his death. In the end, Jack is held the hero who gets to keep the golden goose, which is stolen property. Okay. Sister, to answer your question, that the discriminalization process starts before we even get into prison, this is one of the many, many ways that they do it and they're starting feeding it to our young. We're born into sin. A baby um, who's at the learning stages of life, their mind is like a piece of paper. It's blank. So the more we feed our child in this learning process, the more it develops the perception of the child. It, 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 it sort of sets the standard for how we perceive things and react to certain stimuli within our environment. Nursery rhymes is one of them. Now look at the criminalization in that. First, you got Jack disobeying his mama. That's number one. Number two, he leave home without permission. Number three, right, he breaks into somebody else's house. That's breaking and entering. Number four, he's stealing property that don't belong to him. Number five, he commits murder. This is the subliminal messages in this fictional story of Jack and the Beanstalk that we feed to the minds of our babies. But if you look at the essence in those stories, right, they're all wrong. Everything about that is 
detrimental to one's health. Whether it's detrimental to, to Jack, because one day he might go to jail if somebody come and find out that he stole some property and killed the man who wanted to achieve his property back. In this day and time, I know you go to jail. At least be questioned. You know? Hey, you got son. You ready to go out? Hey, give me one second, man. I'm going to let him out right quick. I'll be right back, please. Go ahead, brother. No All right, yes, sir. Come on, son. Yeah, motherfuckers, knowledge reigns supreme. Our brother, our brother dropping it, man. You know, glad to have that, brother. We just want to let the family know that, you know, we hope you're enjoying the show. You can go get these books at knowledgereignsupreme.online. All three of the books are available uh, by Eugene X, Inside Talks with the King, T.I., American Anger, as well as Nation Within the Nation, we're here talking about all three of his books. We're answering your questions. Um, we're having a really good discussion, man. And, and I, I'm glad you've been, you, you took the time to come out and do another show, brother. Uh, yes, sir. Success of the first show. We sold out <clears throat> all of the books. We had to uh, uh, reorder, get some more books. Um, and we hope, you know, we can sell some more books tonight. So, um, brother, you know, um, we're going to go ahead and wind it on down and, you know, give you an opportunity to talk about, you know, some of your other projects that you're going to be working on. I have a question. Uh, I know you said that the first book you ever wrote was still in manuscript. Do you ever have plans of publishing that book? Oh, no doubt. Um, one of the, well, being that I'm out now, uh, when I was in the big brother, I had a lot of time, you know, um, to do the things that um, I wanted to do. Um, out here, man, that time, man, you only get so much of it. You know, what I saying? know it, brother. I know it. And um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm so engulfed in so many different things. Um, like I said, I, I got out, I started my, I'm the chief um, executive director of an investment group, a private equity group, uh, TRG 25 LLC out of Tallahassee. And so um, our portfolio, we're diversifying it. So uh, being at the head and going into different things and plus trying to make money on my own barbershop, of course. And um, I'm actually coming out of a new venture too, Tubies. tubies. Um, but it pulls away from the time. So to actually be able to get in that, I'm going to need to put together a team, man. I need right. to be able, because I have the manuscript, I need to be able to take this manuscript, give it to somebody, let them put it into words, send it back to me, piece by piece, you know, something that's not going to require a lot, a lot of time and we work on it like that, maybe, um, to be able to bring it into fruition. Um, I'm not, definitely not looking back going to anywhere where I have all the time to do it myself. Um, brother yeah. Eugene, Yaya yes, got a question for you in the clubhouse room. Yaya got a question for you. Okay. Tell Yaya, I said, hello. Hello, how you doing? Hey, uh, Queen Goddess, how you doing? Clubhouse. But, um, uh, so it's not really about necessarily what's inside your books, but I'm very interested in, so when you started writing your books, did, were any of your books planned or were some of them, did they come into your, did they just come to you? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Um, 
yeah, I just kind of want to know, like, your formulation, what happened? Did you start journaling? What happened? How did you start writing all these books? Wow. Um, I, I think I got to give credit to where credit is due, right? I was a captain. I've served many positions within the ranks of the Nation of Islam. And being sometimes at the head, you got to be that guy that initiates and starts things. So I always had to come out and speak. I always had to come out and open up. I always had to come out and talk about things. You understand? And sometimes you don't find nothing to talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to, I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. Sometimes, sometimes you have to find stuff to talk about. Put it that way. And um, so always looking and grasping something to have my speeches for the next day. That's how I think to begin me the process of wanting to write books, you know, because I will encounter a subject, whether it's in a newspaper, whether it's in a book, whether it's something someone uh, within the, the, uh, my dorm or whatever come to me with something. It can be a conversation and I take that and I come back and I expound on it over the podium. Well, here with, with the books, it may be like with the Barack Obama book, you know, coming into the revelations of what he had to endure and face and seeing the racism and stuff like that that still existed in America. It fueled my passion. I wanted to speak, you know, I'm, man, I want to, I want to say something. So I said, you know what? I started writing it. I spoke about those things too. So I think that kind of set the stage a little bit, y'all, y'all, for me wanting to write books. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the support. We love you. For sure. We family. We family. Any more uh, questions coming up? I have a question. Hey, Rare Beauty, how you doing? Okay, I do have a question that's probably, like you mentioned, we got to leave our emotions out of this. I had a question, and I'm trying to look back at what I had written down, so give me two seconds, I'm sorry. Um, so you were mentioning earlier about how there's, like, I guess, like, evil, in a sense, that could be... On, upon this for 6,000 years now. When it comes to stuff like that, I always, I try not to put color in it, but I always am curious just because how all the countries, all parts of the world has been conquered by, you know, our counterparts that are not as known as us. I'm curious, do you correlate those two things as far as like the evil that have been here for such a moment of time because when I heard the 6,000 years it just made me think you know just back to how we look at how long we've been on this planet and how long have, have other people have been on this planet. I was just curious what your thoughts were. Um, I'd like uh, Rare Brutal if you can hear me um, your, your, your microphone it was really really echoing back and forth so I'm going to try to uh, I'm going to make an attempt at answering your question based on what I think I heard you say, uh, I don't know if it's Black or War, if you guys um, got that feedback too. Um, but if I'm, if, if I'm wrong, stop me. 
So you're asking, what is my perspective on these 6,000 years of evil that rings the earth? Um, prior to that, we know that we had um, a life going on or a society or a world or something to that effect. Is, is that correct? Or black if you're yeah, walking. I'm sorry, I'm driving. Do I need to repeat myself? I'm sorry. Can, yeah, can yeah, that'd be great. yeah, that'd be great if you can do so. So, because I was driving when you were saying, saying this, but I had heard that you had spoke on the evil that's been raining on us in the sense of the people that are of this planet. Wow. When I would hear what you had spoke on, it made me think, do you correlate the existence of our white counterparts because they have a history that doesn't really date back as long as ours with that um, understanding to what you were speaking on as far as like the, the evil that's on us for the it's a couple years that you had mentioned. Okay, yeah, I think I got it. I think I was I was pretty much on, on, on it. Um, I, I heard you better. <laughs> you know, I'm going to share something with you that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said uh, once. He said that if we got rid of all white people from the planet Earth, he said we'll still have a problem because the problem existed within self. Prior to the advent or prior to the appearance or making or whatever term you want to say it of the Caucasian race um, here on Earth, and I, I hope nobody don't take this as being malice. Uh, I'm just speaking facts. Um, prior to the Caucasian existence, even coming in here, there was only uh, melanated people, people with melanin skin. What term you want to term that is cool with me. We know it's just you. That there existed a problem within self. For an example, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad talks about the God who became dissatisfied, right? Because if he wanted if all the gods of the gods who were on this portion of the earth, right, to speak one dialect or one, one pattern, or one, a, a, a way of doing things, put it that way. When in reality, life is so diverse. We can see an example of that. Just go to the bottom of the ocean and go to the rainforest or the jungles in, in Africa or wherever jungle you want to go, the hills and caves of Europe. There, are, You can go to a pond or a lake right in your backyard and you study that life itself, you got so many diverse things in there. The bumblebee, the frog, the lizards, the fish, the tadpoles, you know, I go on and on the mosquitoes. All this is diverse in life. The universe is like that. Well, this one guy, he wanted everybody to rotate and vibrate on the same frequency, the same energy. So when he couldn't do that, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, right, that he drilled a shaft in the earth and filled it with high explosives, the type of explosives that would make the atomic bomb look like child's play. That how powerful this guy and these gods at that time had this type of knowledge. Now again, I know it sounds crazy, 
and I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm super cool with it. Because when I first heard this, I thought they was crazy too. I rejected it. But anyway, to prove the point that uh, um, that when it respects to the Caucasian race, there was a problem existing before they became on the scene, and that was the problem of self. See, the Caucasian man is only a manifestation of your lower nature on a physical plane. That's a manifestation of our lower nature, the people with melon on a physical plane. The Most Elijah Muhammad also says this. He said that once we become devil, we're seven times worse than the Caucasian man. So there exists a problem, Rare Beauty, far beyond the, the Caucasian man, way beyond the 6,000 years that has passed. But this guy filled the earth with explosives and he wanted to basically kill off everybody because he couldn't get his weight. How selfish is this guy? He couldn't get his weight. You know, so there was a problem that existed in him and he was classified as a god. But yeah, problem exists within self. I hope I answered your question. I have one more question, too. I got an on. You do. Wait, have a follow-up. I'm sorry, because I had a follow-up. I tried to word it in a way that was open because I did have a follow-up question. And it was okay. only based on the fact that it seems like we are used as vessels to do what we're supposed to on this on this realm. And those that don't understand that calling, they do destructive things. So I'm hoping that, not with this new question, that... Um, it still correlates with the same thing. Do you believe that we are all used in a way that's supposed to do good unto each other as well as evil unto each other? And that's my last question. Okay, I think she, she asked me, well, do I believe that we are all supposed to be do good on each other or evil on each other? Um, I, I'm not quite sure I'm understanding it, but I'm going to make an attempt at it. And I'm going to make an attempt at it by saying this. There has to be a balance. There's nothing in this world, right, that does not require a positive or a negative, a good or bad. And this is why we have that sign, the yin and yang. All of these, all of reality is really one and the same. It's a negative and a positive. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches with respects, and I want to use something that's crazy, that sounds crazy, and so deep to add some substance and validity to what I'm, my point and what I'm about to say. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that God is self-created, that God had to go to war against himself, right, to see or bring about the desire of seeing himself. So, in other words, there was a positive and a negative. He had to fight against the negative, right, to be able to bring about his will. So, there exists positive and negative. Now, with respect to should we do, um, I put it like this, do unto others as you want done unto you. That's my motto. You know, I, but I really do one day wish somebody walk up to me and give me a million dollars. Hey, <laughs> doing to me, <laughs> give me a meal. Just add a little levity and a little uh, humor to to our learning. It's important that we we kind of make you know fun of learning. 
I, I hope that answered your question too, uh, Rap Beauty. It did. Thank you so much, brother Eugene. I really appreciate you giving some gems and just, you know, giving all yeah. your I appreciate you. Hey, thanks a lot, Queen. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you. I got some questions for you. Online okay. questions. Uh, first question is uh, Young City 746. He got a few questions, but we're going to ask one. His first question. Would repatriation help in breaking the generational prison curses? Would repatriation help break the generational prison curses. You know, I always say that I'm not the fattest chicken on the yard. That means I need to learn some more things. Um, I don't know what the what do you mean by repatriation. I, I, I've never heard of that term. Explain it to him, Black. Uh, repatriation, brother, is um, basically... Is there, is, is there a dictionary word that I can go and look up? Or just yeah, you can look it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you could also yeah, you could you could look it up, but basically is when you've been uh um gone from your uh, uh from your nation uh for for a period of time and then you you return, you repatriate back to your nation, you know what I'm saying? So once you return, you know, and this that's the thing about us, you know, we've been conquered, we've been held prisoner, you know what I'm saying, within our own land. And so um, what a lot of brothers are doing now, they're looking at repatriation, you know what I'm saying? Repatriation back to their nationality, you know what I'm saying? Back to their nationality so that they could get a flag and, you know, they could basically, you know, represent themselves and, um, you know, start the process of, you know, restitution and uh, reparations. Okay, so will, will that concept or construct be beneficial to what was the last part of his question? Break, breaking the generation prison curses. So basically, oh, you know, I got it. Right. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And tell the brother, man, he taught me something tonight. Um, no doubt, man. I got one more question, though. I got somebody else got one more question. Okay, uh, it's from uh, from Jay Lee. Uh, this question is, what do you think about this new age? What do I think about this new age and what respects um, the age movement? I mean, you know, the new age movement, the new religions that coming with that's coming with the new age movement. Um, you speak, speaking about now, you know, what's coming as far as the the religion, oh. Satanism, taking control. New age, what's coming with the new age? What we living in now? You know, the new world. Yeah. Hey, listen, I have. I'm, I'm one of those guys who who believe in the glass is half full. Instead of half empty, I'm very optimistic type of person. Um, I think that what I see today, growing up 15, 20 years ago, I see more and more as technology advance and a lot of people are really getting into the truths and the studies. I see more so now how we have the possibility to raise our conscious level to coming into you hear guys that never heard of the penal band the chakras you hear guys speaking on about not today they talking about how they travel and astral projecting there's a terminology you ain't hear nothing about this 15 years ago you didn't hear nothing about it and if you did it was in real tight circles you know the things that these brothers and sisters are 
just talking about and living out today, it wasn't like that 15 years ago. So based on that, I'm having an optimistic view. You understand that things will get better, but at the same time, it has to get worse. You have to literally be forced to do right, forced to think right. You understand? That's the that's that's the key to 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 our awakening too. You understand? Um, but yeah, I do. I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, man, I'm glad to see so many young people out here, man, spitting this knowledge. You know, I mean, these guys, they putting it down, man. These guys teaching me a lot of stuff. And I take it and I regurgitate it. You know what I'm saying? Why not? <laughs> yes, sir. I do have, um, I think the new age is, is going to serve its purpose. And that purpose is to, to raise the vibrations, the frequency, and the conscious level of all human beings. And uh, I know a lot of people who are pro-black may not uh, agree with this statement, but it, this this position is going to transcend skin color. I don't give a Hey, you can be white, black, green, blue, or purple. At some point, it's going to transcend the color of something that's finite, and it's going to resonate with something that's infinite. That's my position on that. My thing is, what is color, man? We we melanated and non-melanated. You know what I'm saying? All that other shit is fictions. You know what I'm saying? Out this government is based off of fucking words. All right, white, black is a class system. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. White supremacist government. You know what I'm saying? So the first thing you need to do is this. We need to realize, put that shit to the side. Because shit, there's some black devils out there that's worse, like you said earlier. (laughs) Ten times worse. I have some black devils out there that's worse than the white man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no white dude ever step in my way and say, yo, you can't get a business. You can't start a business. Ain't ever say, yo, you can't do this. I don't believe in that shit. It's what you about. If you're about winning, nigga, you're going to play the win. If you're about losing, you're going to keep fucking losing. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? High elevation. You know, knowledge reigns supreme. You know what I'm saying? Get that right. knowledge. Why that knowledge, knowledge turns to wisdom, wisdom and understanding. You know what I'm saying? Everything else is just a fucking bullshit. I, we living in a fictional world led by a bunch of fictions and lies. You know what I'm saying? It's up to us as a people to do our to, to do our research, educate ourselves, you know what I'm saying, and fight like that. Because the war is on paper and the war is for your soul. You know what I'm saying? So you got two battles to fight. You know what I'm saying? If you want your if you want your land back, you go go about it the right way. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be free and your soul be free, you know what to believe in and what not to believe in. You know what I'm saying? Positive vibrations and negative vibrations. It's your choice. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's how teach I'm, God, hey, I'm a hey, ghost. I like on my face. I talk in the background. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody, nobody even know what I look like. But I'm just saying, you know, I appreciate you, brother, coming on here. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the family, everybody listening. Uh, anybody got any more questions? Just want to give my flowers. Like I said, Brother Eugene, appreciate you speaking your truth and dropping gems because it's very vital. Uh, you know, for the youth and all this and just for us in general because we're empowered by the gods, we're empowered by the goddesses. I appreciate you, love you, family. And as you say, uh, Brother the Ghost, loyalty has no color. So as long as you're loyal, then I'm for you. And with that, I'm going to give some more flowers and say thank you again, Brother Eugene. Thank you once again, sister. Yeah, I got a second that rare beauty to you, Jean. Um, I didn't have a question. I apologize. I didn't come prepared, but again, I, you know, your stories, your gems, your um, experiences have definitely 
um, been inspiring and um, a lot of knowledge has been dropped in these uh, last couple of days. So definitely appreciate you giving me your flowers as well. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, out of all of this, I want to stay humble as possible, man. Uh, I'm going to still be Eugene. I'm going to make some crazy statements. I'm going to say some things that's, that, that may not be some subjects. I'm going to make some mistakes. But as um, things unfold, you know, and I'm able to share my perspective. I'm able to share what was shared with me, with people, and people do come on and give you your flowers, your accolades, and things of that nature. Um, I just want to try to stay humble as possible and knowing that, man, it's not really about me. It's about us. It's about us working together collectively for the benefit of us all. That's the thing. And this is why I resonated with Warren Black so much. You know, they wanted to do something. These guys got out here, man, stomp and grind. I remember a couple of weeks ago, like, when they was going, talking about purchasing the land and building the community. You know, um, when I first, very, very first heard them talking about that, I was on the fence. I was like, man, I'm going to get these guys some money. I'm going to see what they're going to do. You know, then when these guys said, okay, this is what we got already from whatever deal it was. This is what we're doing, such and such and such. I was like, oh, cool, man. They putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I resonated with them so much. And I'm going to continue to support them. And this is why I ask you guys, right, order the books, you understand, that I've written. Um, it's going to benefit the collective. I don't benefit really from this. It's about you. It's about y'all. Warren Black know I'm speaking the truth. They know that it's about it's about y'all guys, man. And when you purchase these books, that's what it's going towards. I'm not gonna see none of that. I don't care nothing about them pennies, man. I'm trying to get some big money. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that if I can if I can provide something that can add substance um, and bring some quality towards this platform, boom, let's ride, let's take off. You know, so when y'all guys purchase these books, keep in mind, man, it is not for me. It's for us. It's for y'all. It's for them. It's bigger than just Eugene. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah, brother. You know, uh, we want to thank you for coming to the platform again and blessing us. I think somebody wants to ask a question real quick, y'all. Another question? All right. Did you want to say something? Go ahead, Jadique. What do you think? I don't, it's not really a question, it's just a statement. I just want to say thank you, and I can't wait to receive my book so that I could share with my boys, inshallah. And, you know, I just want to give you your flowers as well while you're here, while we're here. Thank you. Hey, peace, queen. Assalamu alaikum. That means peace be unto you. You know, I know, brother. Yes, Damn, yes, ma'am. Um, hey, thank you again, man. I I, 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 I just got to give praises to the most high, whatever name you call him, whatever position you hold in your mind, a concept about him. That's cool with me. I just know that I can do nothing of myself. Right. I can do nothing of myself It is only through the strength of the divinity of God's presence within me 
and that divinity and presence and power that backs the universe. I understand that. You know, and I'm here to help us as the collective. I'm here to for all of us to eat and to help. And these guys, Warscars, Dr. Black, are a shining example of doing this work, putting things together. You know, we all got our own, uh, how can I put it, uh, mindset and the way we do things. You know what I'm saying? But, and that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Everybody's different. Yeah. I'm down with Wars Cause. I'm down with Dr. Black. I'm down with Knowledge Dream and Supreme. We down with you, brother. All day. Thank, you, thank you for your support. You know, your love and support, your brotherhood. You know, and staying in the mission, you know, that's what's up. You know, we all work together to get towards a common goal. You know what I mean? Waking our people up, up and making sure that we become self-reliant, self-independent so we can get our liberation. You know, right. Again, right. brother, thank you. Thank you for coming to the platform, brother. You know, um, it, it's always a pleasure, and you know, you are always welcome um, to come share share that information, share that wisdom, and I'll share all that you got to give, brother. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I hope that <clears throat> there's some word, there's something I said that may have enlightened. Thank you for coming through. Okay. Um, I hope there's something I said, a word I used, or a phrase, or something I said uh, during tonight's interview that can resonate with someone to um, bring them to bring them to a higher plateau of understanding. Um, yeah, that's that's all I can say for now, man. About that, I, I love you guys, and I know that everybody has. I to love you too, brother. Anytime, man. Y'all let me know. I come on, man, and, and we can make it happen. Right. No doubt, brother. Okay. We're going to end it right here. Um, brother Eugene, we appreciate you coming through, showing your love, dropping some gems. We appreciate everybody in the room with their questions. We appreciate everybody that uh, participated, everybody that came out. Um, brother Black, great job. Um, also, make sure you check us out on all major platforms, uh, podcasts, all major platforms. Yeah. Um, also, YouTube, all our IGs. Uh, brother Eugene, give me um, your attributes real quick uh, where they can find you. Yeah, you can, uh, of course, um, you can go on IG, Instagram, and Eugene Larry, and the number eight. Um, I can be found on Facebook. Um, those are the two major platforms that I utilize the most. Um, my email is eugenexlarry at gmail.com. You know, um, anytime anybody in the audience, anybody that may be viewing me on YouTube, you know, I love to build, you know, any questions, uh, anything, especially anything that you may be able to help me to raise my consciousness, whether it's a book, whether it's an article, whether it's something, you know, um, posted that I may not be privileged to, please send it to me, man, ideas, send it, whatever. I love it because, you know, I look at it like this. The more that um, I'm, I put myself in a position to uh, take in knowledge, the more I can give out. And don't forget, man, if any of you guys want to order the books, they are great reads. I employ everybody. Uh, contact uh, Knowledge Ream Supreme, get in touch with War Scars, Dr. Black. Y'all, of course, y'all want to do the plug on that. 
Um, I, they have the books. So y'all order them, man. Support us. Yeah. And at the same time, you definitely will be getting some knowledge. You may not agree with all of it, but that's cool. Uh, but you take what you, you take what's good. You take what you can use, and you leave the rest. That's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> and then make sure everybody you can follow us again. Online. You can order the books, all three books. Inside Talks with the King, T.I., American Anger, and A Nation Within a Nation. You can all also order Niles Reign Supreme t-shirts. We got the Niles Reign Supreme hard hats. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the hard hats are in. You can go online and you can order the hard hats as well. Niles oh, Reign man, Supreme let me see this. Now, online. play it out this middle of the Hey, you know I want one of them. I want if one you, of them. You can I order them. They are, they are online. As you can I see, Niles Reign Supreme. Yeah, that's my artwork too, right? <laughs> Niles Reign Supreme. Hey, I want um, one. So we have the hard hats and um, T-shirts uh, as well. Niles Reign Supreme T-shirts. Uh, you can order that and, you know, Brother Eugene's books up there. And also, too. You know, we have the business class. Uh, sign up for the business classes going on right now. Um, you can take the Niles Reign Supreme business class as well. That's up. Uh, so make sure you sign up for that, too, uh, for those of you who are out there in the Clubhouse or YouTube world. Uh, you can follow us on IG at uh, Knowledge Reign Supreme underscore underscore. No, knowledge uh, underscore ring underscore supreme underscore underscore. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Knowledge underscore reigns underscore supreme underscore underscore. Make sure it's two underscores after supreme. You follow us there. Um, make sure you follow us also on our other knowledge reigns supreme. IG knowledge dot reigns dot supreme dot team. You follow us oh. there. Um, stay on top. Uh, and. You know, stay tuned. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Spotify as well. The podcast, on all that. As well. We on all um, them joints. That's right. Yeah. Follow me at Elf, Mister Real Scars underscore official too. My bad. Yeah, can't forget that. No doubt. So yeah, family, make sure y'all stay connected with us. Um, we got many more powerful uh, interviews lined up for y'all. Um, you know, because that's what we do. We bring the knowledge straight to the people. That's what Knowledge Reign Supreme is all about. Um, you know. So that's me, uh, Dr. Blizzard, aka Supreme Bing. And you know, I'm I'm signed off, pass it off to my brother Warp. <laughs> yeah, I'm signing off to you know the Ghost World Scars follow, you know. We'll be back with another wonderful uh, podcast for y'all. We appreciate y'all help, appreciate y'all support. We appreciate our supporters that been through the fire with us. You know, enough love and respect to y'all. Keep doing what y'all do because loyalty, respect is everything. Ain't no future in front. Truth has no agenda. And we out, you right? Peace. Peace.